0: Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and thank you for listening to this commentary episode of Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jordan and we were playing a penny for my thoughts. This is Jeff. This is Jeremy.
1: This is Ellie.
2: This is Patrick.
0: This is Johnny yeah so we decided because it was a little a little later than we anticipated at this point in the game two rounds in um we thought we were going to have a little bit more time but things were a little slower in delivery than we were expecting so we just figured yeah it took a lot of thinking time this was a very thinky brainy game uh a little bit more than i was expecting i feel like if we played it again it would go a lot faster
3: i do too yeah I noticed like the first few episodes or the first few right. times we were asking questions of each other and coming up, it would, took a lot longer. And then like the third or fourth time into it, they went pretty quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was just a matter of getting used to the play format. The play format, and then we had taken so long. I think we were just kind of getting fatigued, mentally fatigued. At-
0: yeah and also come the, up
3: with these answers
0: the larger the group the more you have to do and yeah. the book says for four to six players and i think four players is definitely more the sweet spot
3: yeah another thing that took some time too we had someone that kept throwing in wild cards every time they
0: i don't know who that was i don't know who that no. was either huh? jeff
3: yeah <laughs> I mean, jeff come on
0: she might have had an obsession the grand canyon come on with the grand canyon <laughs> mustaches <laughs> and carrots <laughs> That's actually something that the book discussed, like in the "How to Play Your Games" section. It said that sometimes the first-time players might want to introduce Gonzo elements into the play, like take (laughs) things in a like zig when everybody else is zagging. So it was really like just go ahead and let that happen for the time being. But if you play again, you'll probably know that notice that things might not be quite as non secretary I think
3: I wouldn't like throw that idea like out the window everybody should try and make everything fit. Right. I like the idea of zagging when everybody's zigging one way Right. in a way to stretch the story and mm-hmm. not have it be oh everything was so linear yeah, that it right. was sort of you're just recapping everybody's answers. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: There's nothing really to fill in. So.
0: But I really like the question about like the Grand Canyon, and that so his. Yeah. yeah, she was the mustache, yeah. The mustache, the mustache was so random. The mustache <laughs> was very random, but it made like a weird dynamic between the father and son of like this jealousy that was happening. And that was that was yeah, interesting. That was the mustache,
3: I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really like what Patrick did with that. Took that idea that the father was jealous of the son yeah. and expanded that to more of the business as well yeah. it, it mm-hmm. seemed
1: less goofy he took a goofy
3: yeah, statement right. and took question. the idea behind the goofy statement and yeah
1: heard, and yeah. actually made it work for a serious conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah kudos patrick
1: yeah
0: so this is your patrick's first time playing with our group i think he's heard a lot about the group from <laughs> from <laughs> ellie uh, <laughs> and so to experience for it firsthand i guess i come across as some kind of
2: bloody (laughs) bloody monomaniac.
1: What were your expectations?
2: From everything that I've been told, the playgroup was always very open, so I was expecting to come into it and really be uh, welcomed, and honestly, that has definitely been uh, the case. I I just think uh, I personally wasn't fully prepared for the thinking game that we played, (laughs) and so I I tapped out a lot sooner than everybody else yeah i i think uh it was a very welcomed experience and the game for it being very mental i very much uh appreciate it it was a different setting than what i normally play Mm -hmm. i i will say though for bone thrower's theory this game
3: in itself is quite different than what we have normally done even in one shots yeah so this oh, is yeah. this is a definite breaking new ground for bone yeah. thrower's theater we, like most of even like fiascos are a whole lot more fast-paced
0: and yeah, yeah. a whole lot more uh, playing instinctual reaction yeah. yeah yeah it almost would be fun to play this with a chess clock
1: oh no no
2: nah. you're gonna get a lot more of those i don't know Off the, the, question. <laughs> the uh, I. Grand Canyon question.
3: And
1: that's going to even make it more difficult <laughs> when the chef's Clock comes along.
3: I know. Part of it, one, we are so, and everything else we do, we're so character driven. Yeah. yeah. That this one was hard to do because it was less of.
0: It was character discovery.
3: Yeah, less of playing out a, or acting out a scene and more of. We've done this before in main campaigns and it's worked well, but I think for this one shot, since we didn't have characters already, more of like the interview style yeah. made it slow down. So I wouldn't say hindered the story because I still think we got some pretty interesting
0: oh, scenes
3: yeah. and and uh-huh. outcomes out of it. It's just the pace of play was a whole lot slower. Yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, no, I could definitely like see this becoming
4: a a, a full fledged story. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. would.
3: I mean, if we were to play this game again, I definitely would kind of think about some ways to tweak it to
0: the way that we did it was with the standard questionnaire and the standard facts and assurances but they also have a couple of modified ones like there's one that's basically based off of the born identity where you're uh, where you're a covert operative for the united states government and the objective of your last mission involved handling a target so it can get kind of (laughs) specified and, like, question number one, recall an early men- mission with your mentor. Yeah. Or recall a mission where you faced a moral dilemma. And then the the other version was kind of like a Lovecraftian mythos one. Considering that we had relatively recently done a Lovecraftian game, I didn't want to throw another one into the mix.
4: Like one thing I, I did like from this was the, uh, when you came to a decision point in your story, you had to you know two other people gave you options and you had to choose of those options yeah i did like that
0: yeah i thought that that was really cool because it put like um almost like a competitive nature yeah in the, in you wanted to win, win. win the penny yeah i yeah, found yeah. myself
3: like finding uh, uh-huh. the chosen and i saw jordan's face went
0: <laughs> i got excited from this idea that johnny's character was working for a milk a dairy farm <laughs> I, I could tell that you were you were personally tickled by the idea. Oh, like, yes, I was. Too. You didn't think that it would have fit the story that it was going in. Correct. Yeah.
3: Right. And I think that drove a lot of our decisions, is especially because I asked that at the beginning when I was the first one to choose between, I think it was, I don't even remember what Ellie's suggestion was, but it was the one that I didn't want to have to try and work back into the story later. Oh, the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. made a barbecue. I was like, are we going to have to try and work this back in later? Yeah. And I was like, wow, well, yeah, that's going to be really tough to work back in. So that kind of made my decision for me. It's like, yeah. I don't want to have to try and figure out how this actually fits with everything else that was going on. So I took the lesser of the two. And I think for some of the, the negative outcome ones, we kind of made a character choice. It's like, I don't want my character to go that dark, so I'm going to pick the lighter of the
0: two <laughs> options. Yeah, and it's very much what feels right at the moment, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I, I like the immediacy of that in the game.
3: I will say, and I wanted to, well, let me ask Jordan first before this. There's was a third round that we were supposed to play. Yes. yeah. So what actually happens in that third round? The
0: third round is recall how you came to be here. So honestly, I don't think Ellie's character was that far off. No. No. No.
1: I no. Was not. <laughs> no. I was already in the psychiatric ward.
0: <laughs> that
3: and since we since it brought up that's the the theory that I had like I think in between episodes like I see this as a movie. Yeah. And it's one of those mind-bending movies at the where it causes you to think and at the end you're just like, "Wait, this was what was going on the whole time?" I imagined the final scene of the movie being everybody in that room, that therapy room. And then everybody's going around saying something and then it got to Ellie's character and Ellie's character just starts ranting and raving. And then the camera pans and there's actually no one else in that room. Uh, No. And it was basically (laughs) it's just (laughs) your character. Crazy, uh-huh. making up all these stories of all these other
1: <laughs> people. Oh, all the stories. Yes. Oh. So yeah. and there was no
3: therapist. It was just you in the room by
0: yourself making the whole thing up
1: in solitary, huh?
0: Yes. So oh, that Lord. that's very similar to like some of the movie ideas that he actually cites in the book in the production notes. The author of the book, his name is uh, Paul Tevis, and he cited uh, *The Born Identity*. Uh, Memento, and then uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, and
4: especially with Memento. like Yeah, if, I definitely knew Memento was going to be an uh, influence on this Oh one. yeah,
0: yeah, because Memento is all about memory and someone yeah. with insomnia going out to get the tattoos, and he gets the tattoo, and he, then he thinks that the tattoo is telling him about the, the next person, but it was really to remind him of who to trust, and so yeah. he's just on a killing rampage because people point him in the wrong directions. So, that's good. but it's one of Christopher Nolan's earlier works, mm-hmm. well, and okay. you can definitely see where he's going with Batman from Memento. Okay. You know, that, that kind of idea. So, let's go ahead and go through these just to see what was in <laughs> what, the pot what, of doom. What we didn't choose? Yeah. <laughs> what other memory triggers did we choose? Sound of an engine revving. Oh, that's a good one. That would have been good. The sound of a baby laughing. That was you as well, Ellie. The smell of cabbage? Or did I cologne? <laughs> cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie got all fancy
3: she, with some, some Well, we're talking about the smell of uh grandparents, so I mean was, yeah, yeah. One yeah, or yeah,
4: yeah, the yeah, others. No, I see where I got cabbage from.
2: <laughs> Might be the one where you were referencing. Maybe I should I misspelled it. I
1: misspelled it and forgot an O.
2: Uh,
0: um,
1: so I had to place it in there so it looked like a B.
0: So then achy breaky heart. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think I'd understand. Sight of a chocolate fountain. Smell of apple pie. Apple pie was really on our minds tonight. Yeah. Oh.
4: Yeah, I had smelled apple pie. There
0: was, t- there t- was two, two t- apparently. Wow. Who put it, who Put that in? I, I made one. Man. It's a, it's the other? The sight of Christmas lights. That mm-hmm. looks like Ellie's again. The smell of a freshly washed dog. Oof. A cloud shaped like a robot. That's pretty cool. Ah. Setting off fireworks. Ooh, yeah. Deviled eggs in my grandmother's favorite tray. Some good ones, aren't they? Yeah. Jumping into a swimming pool. Peanut butter. <laughs> 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 a lion's roar. No, no lion reference. Thick fog on a road. Taste a of one. Korean barbecue. Walking through a school hallway, the squish of a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. I think you mean like flexibility of a tennis ball. It, it squishes. So, yeah, those are some really, there are some really evocative things there. So, true story, I picked the, the taste of Korean
3: barbecue because the first time I watched The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on the DVD. You are with I. No. And. I was eating Chinese barbecue. So every time I watch Fellowship of the Rings, I can taste that. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I I, I think this game has merit. I was originally thinking it might be a good one-shot game for conventions. I don't know if I would do this.
4: Yeah, I don't think it would work well for a convention setting.
0: No, I don't think so either, especially with the noise.
3: And you almost have to prep everybody how to to mentally prepare for this this game. Because like I said... We do a lot of improv and what we do, but it's very character and reactionary yes. based.
0: I think I'm the one who does the most improv like this.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. this, oh, almost this is my GMing self. Honestly, you could tell because once you got to yours, your scenes yeah, were blue. like it's seamless it's... Yeah. and your descriptions start to finish were I was like, wow, he came up with that pretty quickly. Right. <laughs> it's like where well, the other of us, all the rest of us were like, uh, uh, I am this. Thanks for that mare bit. Okay.
1: Wow, I love how you keep bringing up the mare bit.
0: I mean, that I-
3: that wasn't the only one. I can bring up more.
0: How do it's I so- work this, this random virus into the into the story? <laughs> or this double cross that someone seems to be convinced I'm trying to throw their way. The double cross is there. Yeah. From Julian's perspective. Yes. Uh- it's always there for the yeah, julians, of course. And then I have to yes and it into something else. So anyway, I think that tonight was pretty good for a chance to try something new. Thank you very much for Ellie and Patrick and Baby mm-hmm. for hosting.
1: I would like to call out a vote for role playing. Okay. Because I have somebody in mind. Okay. It's a good time between everyone, honestly but it's like differentiating between how they played their role is what's really hard. Yeah. And I, if I could, I would give a vote to everyone. But I think we already discussed that since you've, I guess, have the experience <laughs> and the practice, you really did flow really well. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Mm. Thank you. And also I was, you know, I read the book this morning, so I feel like I kind of had that mental preparation that you were talking about. Yeah, you know, just because I was like, I got to make sure that I know what I'm doing, so that I can try and explain it to other people. I don't know if I did the best at that, but we, I, I tried very hard to to do that.
3: Yeah, and another thing on the on the role playing aspect, not having anything to base the characters, the characters off of, made it difficult. So yeah, there's no starting point. There's no starting point, and you got to just make sense of. Honestly, since it's improv, it's like the first thing that pops into your mind. And I don't know if anybody else, the regular people, since we all play different characters, I don't know. If you look at my story, there's very much similarity with... The arc scene. The arc, whatever my character's name was tonight, and Julian. Just because that's like fresh and that's the first go-to of what I had. So I think Mm. that's one of the tweaks
0: I would make is to at least have a starting point for something for your character. I think some of the more predefined facts yeah. or sheets yeah. make a big difference in that because the idea of, you know, being a covert government
2: agent is yeah. a lot Yeah, it gives you a different. starting point yeah. to work from. Yeah. I actually want to add something on that. So early on, I believe when we started, Jeremy had even brought up that the character we may end up creating may be somebody we would want to actually keep and implement into the game's future. Yeah. yeah. And I can honestly say that that's something that I kind of felt about how I was developing. Yeah. My character, and I would just like to put out there that I, I honestly think that this game, if you're somebody who struggles with uh, coming up with the character concept, or even fleshing it out and role playing it, this would really help.
0: Yeah. It's- Yeah. And actually, I'm glad you mentioned that, Patrick, because that's actually um, we do a very condensed version of this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for this, like the start of our role playing sessions. But what I do, I have a book that it's actually a writing book, like how to write a novel in 30 days kind of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. something really gimmicky like that. But it has a list of like inspiration questions at the back of it. And so what I'll do is I'll ask the player, I'll, like, I'll say, John, give me a number between one and 120. They would give me a number, I would read off, off the question, and then they would answer it. And then we develop like a short paragraph that describes the background, yeah. and then also some beliefs and goals that the character might have off of that, those statements. And that's literally where every character in the game comes from when we typically set up a campaign. Because really well. it works really well. It yeah, gives it me as a GM prompts a lot of times. Story points. Yeah, story points, points. Side characters that I can hurt. You know that kind of <laughs> thing. Yeah. And the difference, yeah. the difference between
4: that and what we did tonight is that, you know, mm-hmm. when you're building your character, you're responding to the question instead of coming up with the question for somebody else to respond
0: to. Yeah. And yeah, it's asking the question is almost harder than coming up with the answer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, having that list of questions just makes me really glad. <laughs> I don't have to ask you, although it might be fun to just freelance ask you questions. Well you can give it a try sometime. Okay.
1: I, this definitely was a challenge tonight. With playing this way, I almost felt uncomfortable the entire time. Yes. And almost like... I just know that my character developed into a mania because I was just like, I don't know what to do, so she's gonna just go crazy kind of a deal, so I was just like...
0: And that's hard because, you know, sometimes your first instinct is to lean into a character's flaws, right? Yeah. Because that's one of the best ways to... Yes, I know that, well, to really embody things, yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Andrick. It seems like all of your characters lean into their flaws pretty significantly because it brings out their character yeah the only one you didn't do that with was byron and he died yeah
4: well byron didn't have any major flaws his major flaw was he was a nobody
0: yeah i still think about that i was talking about angels guard with my wife today and i was thinking about like how different the campaign would have been if oh yeah oh, yeah if he hadn't died all right. Well, any other thoughts on a penny for my thoughts? Food. Oh, you want to talk
3: to <laughs> before before we get to food? I like, even though Ellie, you, you said you just kind of went off the rails and panicked. Panicked said your character going to be psycho crazy because you didn't know what to do. I still like the difference in how each player chose to sort of mold their character. So. That's another reason why I said, man, this would be make a good movie. I
0: felt like we all had a very specific voice. There, yeah, there was
3: compelling personalities to everybody's characters. One of my characters. Each player's story felt different.
4: So it's like are one, of those,
3: one yeah. of those movies where it's not all about a cohesive nope. group. It's about right. like, these individuals I mean, and each time you shift scenes, the movie on, takes I mean, on a different I mean, feel. But mm-hmm. at the end, it'd be brought together. I think uh, yeah, that, would, that would have been really so that clever. It would have
1: been like uh-huh. that plot twist you never expect, and you're just nice. like, oh, she woke up from her dream kind of deal. In a different sense, where it, she would be around the circle and just be talking to myself. And
3: And you'd hear every time like different a different voice come up.
0: But yeah. al- also, to point, that's very similar to the arc that Archie is going through right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. That's very similar to the arc that Archie is going to, because your lovely wife has chosen to play a character who is having some personality I'm, issues. I'm well
2: aware of the story. Oh, I feel going well, on we have full-on
1: conversations. Yeah,
0: so I kind of thought it was very interesting, <laughs> like you were saying uh, that that you were following Julian's arc in some ways, subconsciously. Subconsciously, I that's I think that's what Eddie I was
3: drew on, because yeah. it's what's recent. Yeah.
1: I've essentially always played somebody who just went crazy or ha- is already crazy.
4: So say oh. about you, you desire craziness.
0: No, it that says, I'm crazy
1: to be married to you. Probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it says that you have a very specific character type that you like to explore.
1: And that I know I've already said this a million times, but like I'm always finding new things about how I play because I've only really started playing like this for a short while yeah so i'm still figuring out how i play
2: i think she started playing with you guys maybe like a month after she had her first ever actual like sit down tabletop session with uh me and my friends and then i've, I've always been bitter about it ever since because she, <laughs> was, she tells me about how uh she went to go play with you guys and oh it was a great time there. DM was like so into it and like really good at conveying the story and everything. Uh and I felt so welcome there. I was playing my character this way, that way. I was just like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs>
0: well, I don't think it's that, that you're doing that wrong. I just And this is something that I've learned as a as a DM. Is like I run the table for these guys and lady, and, and they're all like Oh, this was amazing. This was one of the best nights ever and everything like that. I took it to another group and I ran a short uh, space opera campaign. And after the first episode, one guy was like, yeah, I've got other things to do on Friday. So I'm not going to come back, you know. And so it, it really is all about who the players are and yeah. knowing, knowing who they are and, and, you know. Yeah, and
4: we've been together long enough now that – because right, even before we started doing the podcast – we played together doing Star Wars right. for a couple of years
0: every weekend. Yeah, it was like every literally every other weekend we were playing. We would start at around eight thirty or nine o'clock at night, and we would play until about five thirty the next morning, and then we would all go to church. Yeah, yeah. Sundays were shot yeah. those
3: weekends. And then some of us also played Shadowrun with each other for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and you guys have played in Dungeon World together. Yeah. 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 yeah,
4: we've been playing together for a long
0: time. so in, in and i've only known them like a fraction of the time that they've known each other so the story about how i got involved with this group is really kind of kooky <laughs> and i'll tell it to you off air at some point yes knowing your group makes a big knowing difference in group. how you play yeah and, and also you know my wife doesn't like to play role-playing games and it took us a long time to to get to that point where i'm like hey do you want to do a one-shot and she's like i don't feel like it And i'm like okay but it took us a long time to get to that The first i, time. <laughs> I will have to say the sh- I, <laughs>
3: shout out to to jackie whenever she plays the off the wall oh, just yes. like shenanigans are abundant i still remember that first time okay, inspectors yeah the trans character perva oh, yeah perva patel the table was constantly broken yeah because of the what was just coming out of jackie's mouth it was so absolutely ridiculous and hilarious
4: yeah, I've had people come up to me and talking about that
0: character. <laughs> <laughs> now I was their favorite character. You know, uh, I'm a butterfly. I'm a <laughs> And Jackie grew up in a heavily Indian area in, in uh, New Jersey. So she, she had the accent down. She knew about the cultural references. You know, It, it, it was on was, point. If anybody else had done the character, it would have been awful. Yes. Uh, but she, she did it pitch perfect. That's something I learned a long learned time ago it. where my strengths and my weaknesses are exactly, as a player exactly yeah and that's one reason why like when I GM I don't even really try
2: to do an accent or yeah, anything I don't think I do that very well I usually avoid doing it just because I realized whenever I tried I usually come off Really They're kind of pretentious, or I just kind of ruined the scene. And it was really hard when we were playing Zorro be- a couple months. Yeah, ago it's, a, it's, it's like night going to the stand Hello, my name is yeah.
0: Inigo Montoya. You know, you, you want to do that, yeah, that really Spaniard that, accent? Yeah, that really kind of cheesy Spaniard accent. Hello, my name is Zorro. It kind of works
3: though sometimes. It does. I noticed that at the beginning of Angels Guard, I think all of us, including Aaron when he joined, were attempting to kind of put it in that. That, Old English kind of
0: context. Yeah, really, kind of, yeah.
3: And it, that didn't stick very well.
0: No, I don't think it did. But I don't think that's a, one of our strengths as a group. We're no. Not, we're not professional voice actors. For, for one shots, though, sometimes it has worked. Um, oh, yeah. I, felt, I was using an accent tonight, and I thought my accent tonight was pretty on point. If you go listen to it, I flattened out my voice quite a bit. Okay. Because I was trying to get a very specific character across. And so the accent had to be a very specific way. And I don't even think I'm hitting it right now. But I, I was definitely using a tonal accent all, but, on yeah. tonight.
3: And the one that didn't okay. air, we it we like... had accents everywhere. Oh, that, uh, bad cops. We were oh, using but, the accents oh, everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, and we were using them inappropriately too. Inappropriately <laughs> on purpose. Yes. So food. Meatballs were delicious. Meatballs, meatballs, were yeah, meatballs were meatballs with the queso. The queso was great. Delicious. Those Girl Scout cookies were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they're all gone. They're all gone. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, so I, I don't really know if I I had tried the s'mores cookies too much before the, before well, I got they're all a new good. flavor.
2: I yeah I had never even yeah, yeah, tried they're, them they're a new flavor. before.
0: Yeah, huh. they turned out they were really good.
2: I would say I think they've taken the. Uh, my number two favorite of the Girl Scout cookies. So it really? is now Thin Mints. I was going to say it has to be Thin and Mints then
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I ordered these thinking that they were the Samoas rebranded. No. Because um, I ordered a box of Thin Mints, two boxes of the peanut butter ones, and then these. Kind of See,
3: I can't go back to Thin Mints after Oreo put out their mint Oreos.
2: It just just way better. Oh, my God. I found, a. Uh, they had like uh, the fudge covered. Uh, mint yeah. Oreos. Yeah. Yeah. I tried those like a few weekends ago, and it was yeah, so good. It, so it cool. was. It was. There was nothing wrong with it at
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> the cheesecake, the pumpkin cheesecake was oh, really yeah, good Oh yeah, that too. was really Yeah. Good. So I
3: I did a old favorite, the crescent roll cheesecake, but I added pumpkin pie filling.
4: Nice.
3: Super it. so, Yeah, that was pretty good.
4: Very good. good. Pretty good. And I made uh no bake cookies that. Didn't quite set up properly, but it still tasted. They were really good. I liked. I actually liked the texture. I like. I kind of like
2: the texture
0: more. Yeah, <laughs> the stuff, the fudginess. Yeah. yeah. So that was a good time.
1: I liked the pico de gallo. <laughs>
0: pico de gallo. That was good too. I wasn't a big fan of the lime Tostitos tonight for whatever reason. Aww. I like them normally, but I think it was just the addition to the flavor of the queso and the pico de gallo. It wasn't really sitting as well with me as it normally does. No, they go really well with salsa, though. They do. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. With salsa. Yeah. yeah, But I think the flavoring, the scoops are always fantastic. So if we were to vote, I would say meatballs. I would too. They were a solid, Mm -hmm. solid choice. Yes, I'm glad you guys liked it though. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. You won the point.
4: (laughs) Yeah, all the point.
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this evening. Thank you so much for listening and uh, stay tuned for more exciting episodes to come. Thank you for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle Podcast Production.